All right. Yep. I'm in. Good stuff. Might as well get cracking. Yeah, let's get on. Hello, everybody. You're welcome to the Spinster 24 Wrestling Podcast. Uh, my name's John, and I'm joined again with my brother Dan, and we're going to run through what's gone on in the last week of professional wrestling and also look ahead to what's going to be happening in the next few days. <clears throat> so, do you want to kick it off and discuss SmackDown last week? Jesus Christ. Uh, let me pick up the SmackDown matches. I've forgotten. Um... <laughs> all is good. Good as all. Well, it was a kid's match between Seth Rollins and what's his face? I didn't watch that. I'm kind of fed up with that story at this moment in time. Dominic? Yeah. No, that's stopped watching that. Um, I didn't watch the main event. And then you had Billy Kay versus Peyton Rice, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm just bringing up the matches, that's all, so I can like, go through them. Uh, results. Oh, there we go. Right. Okay, so the first match was um, Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles for the Intercontinental Championship. Yep. Uh, nobody won. Sami Zayn came out and attacked both of them and claimed he was still the champion left. He got attacked backstage by Jeff Hardy afterwards. Um, this this has gone on too long, and they need to just finish it already. But yeah, it's a, uh, they keep forgetting this golden rule. If you can't defend your title within the 30 days, you've got to relinquish it, relinquish it anyway. And this is what I don't get that Sami Zayn's going, yes, you didn't lose the title, but you didn't defend it in the time frame. So basically, you're not the champion. Move on. Unfortunately, they booked Brock Lesnar as their champion for a while, so they killed the they killed that rule the moment they put it on him. Oh, exactly. Um, but yeah, it, five months you can't. He got stripped and then they moved on. <sighs> hey, can you be careful? Because I can hear myself go through your microphone. You can hear me what? I can hear myself through your microphone. Can you? Yeah. Can you still hear yourself? Uh, no. Can't. That's because I probably got too loud. Uh, right then. Let's move on to the next one. Yep. Uh, Lucha House Party versus Nakamura and Cesaro. And also the sh- shenanigans with um, the... What they called? Jesus. Is it the street? Um, put their name down. Yeah, Street Profits are so on. Ah, the Street King Profits, whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, Kalisto won it for the house party. And it's, it's next week, uh, well, this week, t- today or tomorrow, whatever. SmackDown's recorded these days. There's going to be a tag team versus tag team champion match. Champion yes, versus champion. I saw that. I think that's is that on that's, that's tomorrow night, isn't it? I yep. think. To be fair, they just need to they need, they need to just scrap the whole 
SmackDown versus Raw type thing because it's it's grown stale. They've done it yeah. that many times. It's actually it's it's too it's, it's too yeah. gone. It was good when it first started. So when Ric Flair and Vince McMahon went up against each other when they first did it in the early two thousands, it was decent then because they didn't do it before. But now it's the they're just running it dry, and plus nobody's taking a bit care a bit bit. Bit, any bit of notice of it because it's it's just fucking boring. Um, then we moved on to the Fatal Four Way. Yeah, Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, Tamina, and Lacey Evans. Uh, Nikki Cross, of course, was hit by Alexa Bliss with the um, Sister Abigail. Yeah, Sister Abigail. Um, obviously, she's on the influence of the Fiend. Too little, too late in my mind to. Be a point, it's a pointless storyline now. It's dead in the water. I don't understand why they're doing it. Uh, it now, a couple of notes on this match, though, is Lacey Evans had a good showing. She actually looked really athletic despite getting shit on because of Naomi's whatever she was trying to attempt yeah. to the outside of the ring. Look, the only thing I'll say is if somebody doesn't know how something's supposed to look in wrestling, they don't know how to fucking do it. So if Naomi's tried to explain it and not explain it properly, then obviously Lacey Evans isn't going to know what it's supposed to look like. At the end of the day, she's not been in wrestling that long. You need to cut her some slack, you know? They're not going to do that because the hardened WWE fans expect her to be spot on every time. Just fucking dumb. And as for Tamina, well... They haven't done anything with her. They've not given her a revamp. She tried to revamp herself and told her to take it, take the uh, videos down off Twitter. So she's stale. There's nowhere really for Tamina to go because they can't push her as a champion because of the whole Bailey and Sasha Banks thing, which we'll get on next. Because this was um, the show the week after Sasha Banks was put on the, um, I guess, the injury shelf, even though she's been listed as coming back tomorrow. Yes. Which is too soon. You can't bring her back and then expect to push her feud through. No, you need to give her a couple of weeks at least. Give it a couple of weeks and then make it a slow burner. Um, right, Otis versus John Morrison. Again, this Otis in my mind is a tag team performer, not a singles individual. He's his move set shit. He's everything about him's. Not good tag team wise, heavy machinery, awesome. And as a tag team, they should be getting pushed. But the whole money in the bank thing, and then him beating John Morrison, who's like a an ex heavyweight champion at other promotions, it's making Morrison and the Miz just like an absolute comedy act now. And it's just the Miz is amazing on the mic, and so is John Morrison. And the aura, John Morrison, more so because he is more athletic. And actually, can do. He should be fighting for titles. He shouldn't be fighting Otis for making the money in the bank thing a mockery now because it means nothing. He's not going to win the title because he's not lined up for it. He's just going to drop it anyway. Mandy Rose has now gone to Raw, so the whole yeah. the whole point of it it's just fucking pointless. Why is I don't understand why they just keep going with it. They've got bigger and better talent sitting behind the scenes. Yeah, you've got AJ Styles trying to make the Intercontinental title relevant when he should be 
in fact, fighting for the heavyweight title because that's his level. I'll be honest, they've got two guys who should be fighting at a higher level fighting for an IC title championship match. Oh. We, you can't have Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles fighting over an IC title. Yeah, it pushes the title up. But what the fuck are they doing fighting for the IC title? when Who's the champion on? It's Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, I... That, that kind of explains everything. You know? Right. But they didn't use them prior to Roman coming back and were fucking around with The Fiend and Braun Strowman. But again, you've got you just said two two former world champions, one world champion that held the, the title for what a week. Yep. Uh, and it to me, it's just, and I said it in last week's podcast, but it just devalues the whole world championship title. Yes, they like, go back to the Attitude Era <coughs> when you had the likes of Stone Cold, The Rock, and Triple H fighting for it, and it was swapping hands between them three, and then Kurt Angle was getting involved. Then you had the Undertaker, but you always had them forward, and the belt was it was around their waist for about four pay per views. Then they would drop it. Now yep. it's every other week that someone's dropping the title, unless you brought Lesnar, who uh, doesn't turn up and fight at all. No, well, there is plans in place for Otis to drop the money in the bank, so I'll be going to somebody else. But they haven't got a definitive name yet, so he won't be cashing in. So what's the point of him winning it? It's just another Corbin, isn't it? It's just another Baron Corbin incident. Speaking of which, um, this was the main event. The the fucking Dominic Mysterio thing was on on Raw even. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, my bad. uh, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso taking on James King Corbin. It's been panned by other wrestling shows, and I can understand why, because it was... It was terrible, because he turned up at the end of the match, won it, and then left. But again, it's a gimmick that's been used before. Steve Austin had it on a t-shirt, raise hell and leave. Now it's wreck and leave, or whatever. It's like, well, you're reusing. Yeah, I think they're trying to get cheap heat on it. But um, essentially with this match is it's a tag team match and they just rang the bell and let it become a two-on-one handicap. If you're going to bill it as a tag team match, then you don't ring the bell and you just let Corbin and Sheamus beat up on Jey Uso until Roman comes out, then the bell rings and then he wins. Otherwise, you put them in a fucking match that doesn't, doesn't make any sense. It's a tag team match. You don't just change the rules on the fly. So that's not the first time this week they've done that. No, it's not. And it won't be the last, for sure, because they're just... (sighs) Roman Reigns is the most overrated wrestler in the WWE, only for the fact that Vince McMahon likes him and that he's related to The Rock. Well, Chris Jericho came out and said he's just as good as The Rock, which I don't know what Jericho's been drinking, but he's nowhere near The Rock. Absolutely no. Well, maybe in ring, in ring, yes. Ah, in the ring, everything yes, else on the microphone. Hell no, no. nowhere near. Not even remote. Can not you imagine Roman Reigns? Can you smell what the Reigns is cooking? It just doesn't make sense. It just he wouldn't uh, be able to pull it off. It's like John Cena when he came out and he tore him a new one. And 
Yeah, he, he literally went at him and tore him in there. She tore shreds out of him with a microphone. That's the difference. WWE have not got a voice anymore since Cena's gone away. And see, it's been, well, I would say when CM Punk left, that's when it sort of went downhill. Because they haven't got any charismatic, they've got charismatic wrestlers like The Miz, Morrison, Seth Rollins. But Roman Reigns, he's not one of them. He's he's just like a, a bigger version. Well, he's not even a bigger version. It's like, for some reason, he gets a bigger push than what Cesaro does. And Cesaro is a hell of a lot stronger than what he is. It's the same old thing with them. They just they don't get it. They don't want to get it. Vince McMahon keeps altering last minute. And he doesn't know what he's fucking doing. I'm just let, I'm gonna swiftly move on to Raw. Um oh, no. we'll get through this yeah. this fucking mess. Yeah. Right, so I didn't watch it all the way through because I learned my lesson from last week. <laughs> so I'm not watching it. I'll just watch the clips on YouTube. I've I've given up watching the show now. I'd rather break my own fucking eyeballs. So well, it started off with I'm uh, Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee. Yeah. Talking about something about putting um, Randy Orton and there's a challenge in there for Randy Orton to an ambulance match uh, by Drew McIntyre. Yeah. So that, that should be fun. That's another gimmick match. That's pointless. <laughs> Whatever. It's been done before. Uh, right, so Adam Pearce announced that Randy Orton wasn't healthy enough to appear on the show and may not make it back by Clash of Champions. So then this is where Keith Lee comes in. Right? There's no plans for Keith Lee. They've called him up, and from what I've been reading from sources backstage, uh, they've got no plans for him. So why is he, which beef- says why is he beefing everything. with Drew McIntyre then? The bigger question was what I paused last week is why the fuck's he been called off? Well, they have yeah. nothing for him. <laughs> They've had the, he's gone from having two titles to being on the main roster with nothing to do because they've put Randy Orton in a position where he's going to be winning the title. And from what other people being saying, he's going into another feud with Edge for the title, which I don't get why Edge needs the title to have a match with Randy Orton when it fell on its ass when they promoted it as the greatest match in the world, yeah, which it wasn't. Yeah. It's got Randy Orton in yeah. it. Yeah. Edge is coming back from fucking years on the sideline. You don't throw him into a match that's got that tattooed on the side of it. No, definitely not. It puts a lot of pressure on him. and I, I like Edge, but again, I'm against part-time wrestlers being champions, so I can't Say that I'm excited to see Edge being a champion again, but this is the point. he shouldn't be. They've got the talent in the back. Yeah, you've got Seth Rollins who's having a feud with yes, Rey Mysterio is a legend, but his son Dominic. However, you've got Seth Rollins that can carry the title better than what Randy Orton can, and Edge at the minute because he's fresh, he's new, he's not where well, he's fresh, he's younger. He's going to be able to carry it longer, and he's full-time, not part-time. The issue is, he's taking time oh, off. Obviously, but the, the birth of his child, no doubt. 
yeah, so he's going to be taking time off soon, which is what the whole Ray Mysterio thing is. But that's just grinding on too long. And as good as Dominic Mysterio is, he shouldn't be where he is on the card. No, he, he, he's only getting there because of Ray. Yeah, I, I'm annoyed. Um, there's apparently Vince has lost interest in Andrade and Alistair Black. Yes, I, I watched guys... uh, the what culture thing on that, and because uh, uh, what's his face, the one that he ta- uh, tags with, Andrade tags with. Oh, Gaza. yeah, he's going to get a bigger push than them too. And the fact that Why? Zelina's left them now, so she's gone into becoming a singles competitor herself. Andrade worked fine with Zelina Vega as a manager, and he worked absolutely amazingly yeah. because that was his gimmick, and they managed to fuck him up. But he's still much better than Gaza is, so I don't know why they're pushing him over. Sure, might have something to do that he's with Charlotte Flair now, probably. Who? Uh, Andrade. Oh, Andrade is, yeah, but I, I thought they weren't pushing him. I thought they were pushing Gaza. Oh, I thought they're going to be pushing Gaza over Andrade because they're going he's going to suffer for it, and it's the same as... Alistair Black, he's the the best thing about the Raw thing is obviously you're going through the, the the matches and that, but Kevin Owens versus Alistair Black, like Kevin Owens wins, uh, and then he's doing an interview at the back and he starts banging on about some banana. It's it's so funny, but there's another bloke, you know what I mean? Kevin Owens, he's reportedly unhappy, but, so but, he yeah. might might be leaving. So he should. Vince McMahon needs to learn that. He, you can't just keep fucking pissing off your best talent. No. Uh, Ricochet is another one that's going to be leaving at the end of his contract. Good, because he's, he's he's literally just being swept under the carpet and he's one of the... Right, he's one of the better wrestlers that they've got on the roster as well, and especially for the things he can do. Vince McMahon ruined him because, he, because the fans hated everything so far that he had to call four people up. That ended up with Tommaso Ciampa getting injured. And then nothing becoming of Ricochet and Alistair Black. Apart from Alistair Black having loads of good matches with uh, Buddy Murphy. Yeah. It's, it's fucking... But again, it gets stale if you're watching the same fights week in, week out. Oh, yeah. Right, speaking of stale, we'll move on to the Champions versus Champions match. Which the Street Profits won. Surprise, surprise. The team that's holding the titles the longest have fucking won again. This is boring. I get the Street Profits have some sort of like vibe where they're, they're really cool and all of them and they get cheered. But they're taking on Cesaro and Nakamura. Who established and wrestlers, I. And I'm not surprised they've been chat on, but at the end of the day, I don't create the Street Profits. I mean, the guy's got a good, fr- good frog splash or whatever. What do he fucking do? He can do one thing really airily, really great. That's fine, but they've held it too long and they don't have another tag team that's a threat to them. And not only have you managed to make them look super strong, you've made the SmackDown tag team champions look piss weak. Yep. Right, move away from that <laughs> one. <laughs> fucking, here we are. Cedric Alexander versus Ricochet. Oh, he's now part of the uh, um, Hurt business, isn't he now, Cedric? Yep. Um, which is good for him. He'll be in a 
faction that will get pushed up until the point that they get bored of it and then they'll, they'll just disappear. Wait, to be fair, MVP is probably the saving grace of Raw. And it was a good this deal the... to bring him back because he's another one that's really good they've, on the mic. They've really stumbled into that. They, I guarantee that Vince and Bruce Pritchard didn't know that MVP was in a group with Bobby Lashley and was the voice of that group in Impact. Yeah. And, of course, he fits that role. And he's really... Re- you kind of miss when you watched him when he was back wrestling full-time by himself, how good, a, good of a worker and bike yeah. he is. But now it, it shows, especially with Shelton Benjamin, Bobby Lashley, and Cedric, you've got somebody who's established and who the fans can connect through the microphones... He's really and good. It's a, it really, is a really, really believable stable as well, though. That's the other thing that he makes it a very believable yeah. stable. It's not like one of them that have been thrown together. And oh yeah, that's good because it started off as a mouthpiece for um, Bobby Lashley. Then he's added Shelton Benjamin, and then they've added Alexander, which is great because Benjamin wasn't doing anything, and that pissed me off because he's another one that was horrifically talented. And he's just sitting there doing fuck all. It's WWE all over. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Alexander won by pinfall. Uh, apparently, he was given a D plus by by Bleacher Report. They weren't really keen on it. Uh, that was because of retribution, apparently. Okay, so re- yeah, the long, the long running clown joke that is retribution. Yeah, it's just getting uh, boring. Moving on to a match that was panned for its finish, uh, Asuka versus Mickey James. Oh, aye, because the botch the she botched the uh, submission manoeuvre, didn't she? The referee botched it anyway. What happened was, from what Mick Foley has said, and what he's heard inside the company, is Mickey James is injured with um, a shoulder injury that she sustained during the match, which explains what happened. Because I think it was supposed to be a crucifix pin. Yeah. Judging by where Asuka was moving to. But unfortunately, because she would have been in a hell of a lot of agony, doing that might have torn it out a bit more and done more damage to her socket. And a lot of people said there was nothing wrong with her. But if you look at the ending, she rolls out the ring and she's holding her arm. It's not like... I wouldn't say it's... The only reason it looked bizarre is because it's Mickey James and Asuka, two of the best in the ring. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's whatever. She's injured. And I was leading Vegas being parachuted into the uh, women's title match. I don't know who she's beaten to get there. I don't get that. What the fuck are you doing? She's recently just stopped being a manager and now she's taken on the women's champion. Here's one for you. I didn't realise Selena Vega is, was actually in Impact Wrestling and she was part of the Mexican America. Yes, I think she was. I think her name was Sarita or something yeah. like that. And I only watched that because I watched the, uh, the on YouTube. I watched an old episode where they were on and getting challenging the. Um, oh, what's his face? Um, Magnus and uh, the other one, the uh, the British invasion. Uh, is it Terry? Oh, God, it wasn't Rob was Terry. It was. Uh, Robson. Yes. It's Doug, Doug William, Williams. Doug Williamson. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 
she was part of um, LAX back in the day. Yeah, I was like, I know, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, she had a, apparently they brought in a cousin, but like a similar name, but with a different letter. Fucking weird. <laughs> uh, but that's typical TNA for it, just convoluted. Yeah, but then going back to the but, WWE uh, women's division, they've ruined the women's division due to the fact of Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, Paige. Well, Paige has been retired now. Yeah, for she's been long. retired for a while, but at the same time, they put a mega push on her, mega push on Charlotte, giving her every title at every turn. Sasha and Bailey, yeah. and it's just diluted the whole women's division, which is a it's, it's an absolute joke. The issue I've been, I think, was the um, main feud between Banks and Charlotte, where the title changed within a literal. It changed hand four times within two months or something silly like yeah, that. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. ridiculous. But again, but that's yeah, the, it, that, that again just explains, like, proves my point. If they the just devalue the whole status of being a champion, you're not giving them a, a run with it. You're giving them, a, uh, what, two weeks, and then you take it off them. And it's like, well, you, you've got to make a believable champion. You can't just become champion and then drop the title straight away because then what's the point of getting the title? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that ended by referee stoppage. So Oscar's returned it. She's now taking on Zelina Vega. Most likely Peyton Royce at some point in the future. But they need to build it. They can't just throw her in like they've done with Zelina. <laughs> it's, it's fucking raw. They'll do that. And that's how Oscar will lose a title by somebody being thrown into it who doesn't need to be there and wins it without any build and it'll die. And then he'll sit backstage wondering, oh, well, the fans are obviously not into it. Yeah. And I've ruined that person's career because he didn't build them up. The issue with so many different matches and champions that have won it and haven't got the reception other than what Drew McIntyre would have got at WrestleMania yeah. is there's been no build. If you can't expect people to invest when you have not invested in, in putting that person there, no. they didn't do anything for a number one women's like contender or whatever. Yeah, there's not like a battle royal where they throw everybody in and the winner becomes the number one contender because at least they've earned it. This time around, they're just throwing the number one contender spot and they're giving it to everybody. That's my main issue with it is they don't, they they need to treat the number one contender spot with some fucking respect so they've got a list of people who they want next rather than just going, well, we split you up, you might as well go out there and confront her and you're first in line for the title shot. But where have they stopped, why have they stopped doing that? They used to do it. They used to do it. Go back a couple years ago, they did do it, where they would have, like, number one, to, to do tournaments to become number one contender. It's the same reason why they got rid of the rematch clause, because they want to move on to fresher storylines. But what they've done now is, because they've removed the rematch clause, they've shot themselves in the fucking foot. So when they want to build a feud now, there's no rematch clause. Yep. Meaning if you're going to change the title a couple of times, that other person has to go away and win the number one contender match, which now becomes a device. But that's where, the, 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 if you compare that and then you compare AEW's, like the standings, that's where AEW wins in my eyes, is because, the, yes, the, the champion who was the champion doesn't get a rematch, but the fact is he's got to start building up his wins again to get there, whereas... 
the next person in line is the one that's won the most. And that's the way it should be. It shouldn't be, say, because Finn Balor's doing really well in NXT again, Vince then turns around and goes, right, we're going to throw him in the title mix again. Yeah. Then he gets injured. Then his career goes down the shitter again. It's a, you can't do that. You've got to build it up. You can't just, it's not just going to click anymore. You used to be really good at building stars and building them up. But now you're not building them up and you're just throwing them in. And it's a, it's a, a what is it, a sink or swim? And nine yeah, times out of the ten, they're sinking because they're not getting built up properly. The, the issue that I have with WWE is the promos are too scripted. You can go out and tell them to make a point, but there's no point writing the promo for them. If they can't do a promo, they shouldn't be on TV. Yeah, exactly. Right. Bobby Lashley versus Eric of the War Raiders. Yep. Uh, Bobby Lashley won by a submission. Yep. Well, less about that said, the better. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, Mandy Rose was transferred to Monday Night Raw. But I don't think it was said on this one, but it said during the week. Yeah, it was. The Miz, the Miz was on small air talking smack and he told them. Which then asks the question, since when does the Miz have some sort of say on who goes where? Well, he's probably been told to say it. That's what. That's the only yeah. way of... Because, again, it would have been scripted and he would have been told. Because they've got rid of the general managers. If they had a general manager on there, the general manager could have said it. And they could have had a heel general manager. But that's the whole... But, that, that's, that defies the point of having this, the brand split. Yeah, they don't have them. That just baffles me. The reason they don't have them is because people have got fed up of Shane McMahon being in every single fucking angle on SmackDown. Yeah. Even the best in the world tournament, that got old real quick. It's not Shane's fault, because you can tell he's trying his hardest to what he's been given to do, but he can't do everything. No. It's, it's fucking dumb anyway, right? Mysterio Jr., or Dominic Mysterio, versus Seth Rollins in the steel cage match, a match that nobody needed, nobody wanted. I hope this fucking feud dies in a fire somewhere. It's so stupid because Rollins won. And what's the point? What's the point in doing this? He's beat Dominic the past three matches he's had with him. What's the point in giving him another match where he wins? You're not building to anything. There is no like best of three match like there was with Sheamus and Cesaro where they won three each and then there was a decider. Yeah, it's just going he's, nowhere. He's completely getting his ass kicked and people are going, oh yeah, he's an amazing wrestler. That's well and good, but if he's getting his ass kicked, what's the point in being on TV when you've got more experienced people who could probably do the same thing? Yep. It's fucking stupid. It's just... And, Again, it's just you, you wonder what goes on between them lugs is. Yes, he's, he's still living in a in a land of where he was pulling everything in. People are getting bored and they're getting bored really quick. And the numbers again for T V wise for Raw dropped. It's three hours. He's got nothing written down for three hours and when people write something he comes in, rips it up and does something else. Why so many writers have left? Because they just can't deal with him. You can't Right, imagine you're working on set for a big 
movie production and then the director comes in the day before you need to start need to start like doing this shit and production and everything just takes the script and rips it up to start again but i need your deadline is tomorrow yeah it's, it's just not, not gonna it, it's not gonna happen his problem is he's relying too much on these creative writing people whereas it used to be a guy in charge saying this is who you're gonna this is who you're going up against we're going to give you X amount of months to get this feud over. And this is the creative direction I want you to take it. So yeah. it's one guy telling other people what to do, which worked a hell of a lot. You know, it's it's tried and tested. It works. They do it over in AEW. I guarantee it. But that's how they do it in AEW. And it works. What yeah. doesn't work is getting a team of 10 people and telling them to come up with a show. Raw, as much as Vince McMahon wants it to be, isn't a fucking TV show like a comedy or a drama. It's wrestling. And he can call it whatever the fuck he likes, but it's wrestling. And he's damaging his own brand so much because he's so out of touch and doesn't know what he's doing anymore. It, it'll end up getting sold to AEW in a couple of years because it'll be so damaged and people will not want to watch it anymore. And the numbers I think say before it gets to the point where AEW buys it, I reckon the networks will buy it and get rid of them. That's what they need to do. They need to buy. They need to buy the business off them, and just tell them to do one, and then bring people in that actually know what they're doing. It should be a shame because it's a family company. The one person who I would have said could have saved this company is his son Shane McMahon, a guy who actually knows what he's fucking doing, unlike his dad who's completely lost his fucking face, then you've got Stephanie McMahon who takes credit for anything the women's division does. Yeah. And Triple H who's become Vince McMahon Jr. Yeah. It's, it's fucking bizarre because people are wanting the women, the pay-per-view evolution too for the women's. It's not going to happen. And if it does happen, Stephanie McMahon will be there to set, front and center taking credit saying, oh, well, I pushed for it. Yeah, of course there, we will. There was the whole debacle with the Connor's, uh, I think it's Connor's um, Cure or whatever it is, the charity they're pushing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You notice that he's passed on and now they're using him as a, another charity push like they did with the Susan G. Coleman stuff. Yeah. Which apparently they've got a bad track record with something, which is why CM Punk was talking shit about them. At the end of the day, Nothing that they do that looks genuine is genuine. They're all doing something just to show like they're doing something they don't. Yeah, it's just for sure. It's not. It's not meant. It's and the only way to get rid of it is for Vince McMahon and the rest of them to go. You can't keep any of them. No, it needs to be be clean slate. Clean slate, and then even if they do, they just keep Shane on. Just Shane runs it because at least it'll go in a direction because. He's had some amazing ideas, which his dad has just went no. Like well, he NXT wanted... was his his brainchild. He wanted to put, he wanted to keep ECW alive, but just under the network, which would have been mint. Yeah, he, he wanted to buy UFC as well before it exploded. But his dad said, "No, it will never take off." Now look at it; it's worth more than the WWE. Oh yeah, and they're the ones using fucking WWE storylines to push their fucking fights. 
Yeah, because they're using the, they they look at the guy and see right which one can we get over this the, with the fans. Exactly. Who's got the storyline? Where they come from? That they've got the backstories. They build them. They build their fighters up. And the biggest kick in the teeth is the fact that Ronda Rousey's back training to get into wrestling again. Oh god! What I didn't realize is she's still under contract with WWE, so she's obviously going to be used again at some point. So we're going to have to suffer through a woman who told the fans to fuck off because they're all hateful pricks or whatever to come back and pretend to be a baby face because you guarantee they're going to push her as a baby face and the fans are just going to spit at her and throw anything they've got in their hands at her because she's even the MMA fans don't fucking like her that tells you everything and anyone she's fought doesn't actually fucking like her they have no respect for her because she's a disrespectful little bitch She's better off fucking staying where she is with Travis Brown having children and disappearing into obscurity. The fact that she's been wrestling with Roddy Piper's daughter is a disservice to Roddy Piper. She obviously doesn't give a shit about the um, industry that Roddy Piper built up. Yep. And she's got the balls to use his um, moniker of Rowdy. It's fucking an insult. But before I get even more angry, we'll move on to another piece of shit, which is <laughs> Braun Strowman in Raw Underground. Oh, for fuck's sake. Where he, he attacked the jobbers. Yep. And then that Dabba, Dabba Kato, who sounds like a fucking lyric in John Cena's My Time Is Now song. <laughs> Dabba Kato! Da, 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 da. Apparently he's fighting... Braun Strowman next week. Yes, he is. Yeah, but he's a giant as well, though. So it makes it a bit more interesting because they put the ball. It does. Build. But, but at the same it, time, it, he's just going to get wiped out. Braun will win, and then Braun will walk out, and it's just a whole pointless exercise again. It's Vince McMahon's fucking dream match, isn't it? Two giant guys. But Braun again, it's underground, point. and the, the whole raw underground is just a blatant rip of what UFC is, but on a shitty level. Yeah, it's because Vince Man decided not to let Sean do uh, Sean Shane do what he wants to with it, and it's just become a mess. It is just it's just a it's just a joke. You've got wrestlers that are it's like the whole that's like going back a few well a couple of decades and doing the whole boxing thing again. Oh, fucking brawl for all that was stupid. That's basically what it is. It's just apart from they're not actually knocking each other out; they're just using wrestling moves. But at yeah. the same time, is it's. A pointless exercise, it's shit. And it just... The whole Raw Underground is just fucking... It is terrible. It's done poorly. It's it's not where it should be. If if he left Shane to do it the way he wanted to do it, it'd probably be better off. You could have split it off into its own little segment. So, like, two hours of Raw and then an hour of Raw Underground. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. And then you can build up characters. Not just your wrestlers that are fighting on your main show turning up and scrapping with just randoms, it makes no sense. No, um, we moved on to KO versus Alistair Black. Um, Alistair Black getting the win, which no, is good. Kevin Owens got the win? Yeah, I said Kevin Owens got ah, the win. Yeah, yeah, sorry, my word. KO. <laughs> yeah, but again, uh, another under underappreciated wrestler. Yep. But again, uh, it's because he's not the right build. That's what it boils down to. Right, and then we get into the fucking 
tag team match with Natalia and Lana. Uh, Lana recently threatened to quit because of the amount of unnecessary hate she's getting on Instagram, which I say is unnecessary. And these sweaty pricks need to fuck off. Yeah, seriously. they do because at the end of the day, they're going to bite. Because if they're even if they're uh, Myro fans, he's going to end up coming off it, and you just bite. You just, why, I don't. I don't understand why you'd take the time out and just give someone grief when there's no need for it, and you need to stop. Because WWE have made it look like it's Lana's fault that this whole thing happened with the um, third-party streams and all the rest of it. Yeah, uh, it's not her fault at all, and it's, it's got not nothing to do with WWE. What she does in her fucking spare time—that's what it should be Definitely. down to. And I watched that interview with that um, senator, and he was saying yeah. the exact same thing. Wrestlers should be—if you're going to—they shouldn't be classed as independent wrestlers. They should be under the same umbrella as the company, and then you draw up a contract. You put it in the contract. If you've got, if there's any, if anything, nothing like that will be in their contract. Hundred no. percent, nothing. So he's got no leg to stand on, and, and he shouldn't be pointing fingers at anybody else but himself. Because at the end of the day, he's done this to himself, and this is what wrestlers are looking at because they're trying to make extra money for themselves to for longer in life. Because what? Who was it? It was one of the wrestlers that passed away in. He didn't even have enough to pay for his own funeral. Yeah, I said about that. That was Kamala. Yeah, that was Kamala. all Vince McMahon stealing his merchandise money. He made a lot of money uh, wrestling Hulk Hogan, and he didn't see anywhere near what the final amount was, what should have been given to him. There you go. Because that's the sort of contracts that these wrestlers are on. Because Vince McMahon doesn't want them to retire with um, a decent amount to live off. It's long as you make money for him. And that's why he doesn't work in this this day and age. You can't get away with that anymore. No, nah, you shouldn't be able to because they're not slaves. It's, At the end of the day, everyone it, works to, to better themselves and have money for a better future, not just for exactly. kids like him. If you're going to give a, a contract, you have to foot the bill for their medical and all the rest of it. That should come as standard and it should no longer be independent if they're going to be working for WWE. No. Nah. And then you can put down the terms, which is you, you can only promote sponsors we can offer you. Yeah. But they don't want to do that. No. It's more about, like, what what can we can um, rob off you. So To be fair, that's why it, I've got a bit more respect for Brock Lesnar of what he actually did. Because he was point blank and he was only doing it for the money. And he was making yeah. sure he was getting top dollar for it. For good, good for him. Uh, well, Vince McMahon was like, oh, it'll be a draw. The thing is, it's not Brock Lesnar's fault to a certain extent what WWE does with him. No. But after a while, he stops being a draw. And you know why? It's because people are sick of him not turning up. Yep. Sick of him being a champion. And sick of him being number one on the card and being in matches that he has no right being in. Yeah, apparently, kind of like gonna, Charlotte... it's going to cost um, AEW $15 million if he wants if they want to want his show. I think they should just, you know, let him retire. Yeah. I think it's time for Brock to go bye-bye. Yeah, he needs he's, to disappear now. He's no longer worth the money that um, he used to be. If he wants to make himself a big deal, he might as well go back to MMA. I'm sure Bellator will have him. Oh, They'll make more money going there. I mean, if Vince is that desperate, I'm sure he'll pay him. But if Vince is that desperate, then people need to start looking, especially at network level that this guy constantly seems to go back to the old people. Well, what they need to look at is 
what will start getting the, the the network brass and their backs up will be the fact of the top talent leaving. Yep. That's what will get the backs up because say Kevin Owens leaves, Ricochet leaves, even Sami Zayn leaves because he's probably getting fed up and all. Oh yeah. There's a lot of them. Apparently at one point it was speculated that everyone backstage was wanting to work for AEW. That Why kind of says because everything. everybody seems to be loving life at AEW. Yeah, because it's been run by people who let you be you. Yeah. And that's why Vince McMahon was trying to hand out these massive like contracts and stuff. The thing is, Luke Gallows and, and Carl Anderson have been more up. You need, you need to turn that down again, John. I'm going to hear myself. Sorry. Yeah. They've got themselves over in the um, talking shop mania over as well yeah. without WWE's help. They're doing another one. Uh, the, uh, that got voted the, the second worst uh, pay-per-view ever, uh, Wrestle Talk, and they've just that's, reviewed it. And, um, oh, that's the whole point of it. Yeah, yeah. I saw the, t- <laughs> I saw the tweet of, uh, uh, I think it was Doc Gallows, <laughs> and he went, oh, hell. <laughs> that's the whole point of it. And that should have been the power for South Pole um, Wrestling. But again, WWE's creative team and Vince McMahon got their claws into that and it became less funny because it wasn't the wrestlers doing it. No, if, it, if they just stayed doing that, look what we, look what Gallows and Anderson have done. They've oh, yeah. turned it into <laughs> something that's just talking chop to just talk shit and get pissed. Like it's... their main event was Sexy Ferguson... Versus, oh, what's Carl Anderson was called? Chad Too Bad. Chad Too Bad. And then you had Heath Slater and um, Mike, um, Brian Myers sitting there drinking yeah. beers on sun lounges while these two are kicking seven bells each other on a mound of shit. It's like, that's the type of thing you want because they're not taking it seriously. They're just, it's yeah. all lighthearted. And then you had the, the, the Rockers turn up, put the set up a stall. Selling, <laughs> signing pictures for people, and then Enzo gets put through the table. <laughs> just utter carnage, and it's just it it worked because it was that bad, but yet it was that good. If that yeah. makes sense, because it was they knew it wasn't going to be the greatest thing. They didn't. That's what it wasn't going to be. It was never going to be that. It was just wrestlers having a laugh and just being themselves, being allowed to just be stupid and. Do what they want, and it was hilarious the way they went about it. Like one of the wrestlers went at the ring and had a cigarette. He's got you know what I mean. (laughs) What they, what they did was it was a knock on. It was a knock on the old eighties wrestling like independency. Yeah, that's the whole point. What that was, so it was never supposed to be good. So if anyone out there reviews it and goes, it's legitimately shit, wouldn't watch it. Then you've missed the point. (laughs) This is how good it was. Sorry, how bad and good it was, was the fact that their boss, Scott uh, Scott DeMore, he actually was involved in it. Oh, yeah. And he he was like, I think we've signed the wrong (laughs) walking around. What was it? like? One of the episodes of TNA, Impact recently, that he turned around and says, I think we made the wrong call because these two were walking around like Nash and... uh, and it's like, yeah. wow. <laughs> That's a job at National Hall. That tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, exactly. But it's just, it's, this is the whole point. You've got 
other businesses out there aren't taking it seriously and they're actually letting wrestlers be wrestlers like NXT used to. As soon as it became uh, on the network, Vince Ram got, got his hands on it, so it's no longer... And now they've had to move it because it keeps getting its shit pushed in every time it goes head-to-head with AEW. And I know a lot of that AEW fanboys are like, oh, it shows how good it is and all the rest of it. At the end of the day, NXT is supposed to be a developmental brand. Yeah, It's not supposed to be this big show that can stand on its own and draw millions of viewers because it hasn't been promoted. I guarantee it hasn't been advertised heavily either. Well, no, it shouldn't. It it hasn't, but at the same time, it's got its hardcore fans because everyone loves NXT. I'm I'm one of them. Watching NXT over the years and just now recently, it's gone so far downhill. It's unreal. They've just uh, dropped it. Like You had um, Seth Rollins become the first ever NXT uh, champion. Then you've had Finn Balor, you've had Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe, even McIntyre won it. Yeah. But they built everybody up, even Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode with Glorious. With Champa and Gargano, that was so over and they should have kept it going. But as soon as he gets to the main roster, what do they do? Nothing. He's another one that's just sitting on the sidelines doing that. Yeah. And then they've changed his name to, uh, what is it? It's not probably it's Roy, uh, Richard Rude or whatever. Robert Rude. Robert which, Rude. Again, yeah. said before, it's, it's a gimmick he's used in, in TNA. But yeah, I get, get, get the point. Um, I was just looking up the first ever NXT champion there, Seth Rollins. Nice little picture of Adam Cole next to him. So obviously they don't know who he is. No. Um, Right, going back to the match, since we went on a little ten. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Right. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler watched on commentary as the Riot Squad beat Lana and Natalia by pinfall. And then Liv Morgan. I love the fact that they call that backbreaker that Jericho does now a cord breaker. <laughs> Just, yeah, okay. Well, they won, but Baszler choked her out and then... The um, Nia Jax came in, small drops of one. Well, she stumbled in, she didn't really get in. <sighs> yeah, and that well, and then, then there was the um, Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre match, which wasn't even a match. It was Retribution getting in the ring, fighting everyone, and then beating up Lee and McIntyre until her business came out. And then they did a double dive over the top rope. Yeah. It was stupid, unnecessary. Retribution needs to have a leader at this point. There's more members than what there were before. There was apparently five of them, and then in the ring there was about fucking ten of them. Yeah, but it was like the whole thing. If you go back to... If you're doing something like that, you you need to take a leaf out of the aces and eights. The way that was done was really well done. Yeah. Whereas Retribution, it is just it's just a mob that's doing nothing, going nowhere, and just pointless. For no reason, there's another five of them. They've probably done that because they didn't want the original five names coming out. The problem is, Dijakovic is a tall guy, and you know exactly what he looks like. Yeah. Dio Madden, the same. Mia Yim is very telling because of the way her eyes are. Yeah. Same with Chelsea Green. It's 
so dumb. It's unreal. Only Shane Thorne you can get away with because unfortunately Shane Thorne is a generic white wrestler. <laughs> so should be called generic. You know, <laughs> oh wait, there's a wrestler already called. It's, it's dumb as fuck. But also another thing I'd like to point out is that WWE likes to part of this um, positive vibe that they look after the wrestlers when they get injured. There was a guy called Dan Mayfer who was on NXT. He was destroyed by Samoa Joe when he first came out. Yeah. Um, he was released and he was in a car crash when he got released. They didn't do anything for him. They just released him. So he was paying his own medical bills. That's nice of them, isn't it? Wait, that's just WWE and Vince McMahon written all over it, isn't it? It's costing oh, yeah. him money. It's not, uh, it's not actually benefiting the business. He doesn't look after his wrestlers. Dumb as fuck. But yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous the fact that the way Samoa Joe came in, they can't do it with anyone else. They've tried to do it with Karrion Cross, but like I said, my is they needed to build him up because the audience that watches it probably doesn't know who. Yeah, exactly. They don't know and who I'm not, he is. I'm not, I'm not saying it's the NXT crowd that doesn't know who he is because they're hardcore fans. It's because now you're on a network. The people are going to watch this casually and go, well, who's that big bald fellow with that blonde, blonde woman? You nice, know what I mean? It's... Call him Bordeaux and who once the... gave Scott Steiner a lap dance in the middle of the ring of Impact Wrestling. And that tells you everything wrong with him. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, and then there's the promotions that had gone on. I don't know if it was SmackDown or Raw, but there's a promotion of um, some blonde last making an appearance. Yes, saw that. That's on SmackDown. I don't know who it is. Don't care. <laughs> Being honest, I really don't care. I, I don't know. I don't know who it is. I've never seen it before. And I don't know anybody other than Charlotte Flair. And I really hope it is it isn't Charlotte Flair with another shit gimmick. Yeah. That way it will be. She'll still come back and she'll still be Ric Flair's daughter. And she'll still win a WWE title. For the first time of asking. <sighs> right. Um is that role finished? <laughs> Alright, that's WWE finished. I can't be asked for NXT unless you really want to go into NXT. Uh, yeah, I do, because I want to point something out. Ah, oh, you have to. <laughs> But to be fair, I flicked through the YouTube. I'm only going to mention one match, and that was uh, Priest versus oh, what's his face, man? Um, Timothy Thatcher. Ah, yes, another wrestler that's randomly appeared in NXT that nobody fucking knows who he is. Yes, uh, just uh, Damien Priest's finisher. What is just it? A lot like the. Uh, Crossroads that uh, Corey Rhodes does. I say oh, it's yeah. a lot like it um, fucking is the Crossroads that Corey well, Rhodes does. Sorry, Cody. I've, I've, brought, I've brought up the result page now. We must fucking go through it. <laughs> right. Io Shirai defeated uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Yes. Apparently, it was a good match. Desmond Troy got his ass whooped by Ch- Tommaso Ciampa. Yep. Uh, then he gets called out d- by d- us d- in theory, doesn't he? Kashida beats up Austin Theory, wins a match, which made me go, Jesus Christ, they've actually allowed Kashida win a match. Normally, he's the one losing it. Yeah. Imagine that, a New, a New Japan legend who isn't in the... F- <laughs> okay, champion. So fucking dumb. <laughs> How are you, Dan? How so are you? dumb. 
So it done. is. Brisango won, which wasn't a surprise to yeah. anyone. Uh, then there's Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro versus Jesse Kamier and Siley. Yep. And Catanzaro and Carter won. Uh, apparently they're going they're, they're going to be pushed as a tag team going forward. Carter and Catanzaro. So maybe they are trying to push the women's tag division. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> right, speaking of pointless tag matches, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane versus Roderick Strong and Bobby Lawfish. Yeah, bearing in mind Dillian uh, again the whole Roman Reigns thing that they did on SmackDown. They did the exact same thing with Drake Maverick, who was in the ring with um, Fish and Strong. Strong. And it was a handicap match up until William Regal went up to Dillian, told him he had to get out. He went out, put Drake in the ring, told Drake he had to take the, take the L like a man, then walked away, and then the Fish and Strong opened the mouths, came. Dillian walked back, whooped their asses, uh, and then still flattened Drake out in the middle of the ring. So again, it was just a pointless thing. They're trying to push it. It's just, it's just pointless. And then there was a North American match, Thatcher versus Priestley, which... Oh, sorry, Priest. Which Priest won. By using the crossroads. <laughs> I don't know what he calls it, uh, but it's a crossroads. Sure, it's something archery-based. Yeah, probably. Um, the south of heaven. Yeah, the south of heaven. But oh, it was called the reckoning. The reckoning, right? yeah, but it is the, basically it is just a crossroads. Yeah, that was that was trash. Uh, AEW. I've got the I've got the matches and everything written down because I watched it this morning. So it started off with FTR versus Jungle Ex- uh, Jungle Express. FTR won. Uh, no surprises there. They did. They didn't win it clean. They won it a bit dirty. Um, referee was obscured by looking at the shoulders of Jungle Boy as Cash and Dax held on to each other to get the pin, along with was, Tully. Wasn't the ref super kicked as well uh, at the beginning? Yeah, by the young bucks because the young bucks. This is how you make wrestlers heal. So they basically got fined £5,000 each last week for super kicking a, um, uh, oh, one of the um, interviewers. And then this week they did the same thing to an official, went backstage and threw money at Tony Khan before the match. Yeah. Uh, which was, it was good because that was the first time Tony Khan's actually been on the telly. And he was sitting there, was sitting behind the desk with his headphones, with his headset on, and just looking bewildered. But it's like, well, what the hell's going on? As he was getting money launched at him. Uh, the next match was Hangman versus Kazarian. This is Hangman's first singles match after the whole Hibbert any Omega thing. Um, Kazarian has been doing a lot of solo as well as tag team. It was a really good match. Hangman won it. With this slingshot um, lariat, but again, uh, there's going to be some bad blood. It's just a matter of time when Kenny. This is how you build it again. This is how you build a storyline, because Kenny was at the commentator's desk, and then when Paige was celebrating, he was looking around for him, but Omega had disappeared. 
but there's just a matter of time before Omega turns on Hangman and then that becomes a feud. But that uh, you can see that that's just like simmering away before it boils. So that's again, that's how you're building something up for the future. You don't just throw it in straight away, you let it settle. Everyone knows it's coming. It's just a matter of time. It's wait, it's, it's a matter of when and, and not if type thing. It's gonna come and that's when Omega goes heel and becomes the cleaner. That that's what they're building up to, which I like. Because when he's the cleaner, as he showed in New Japan, he's very, very good at playing that part. Yep. Um MGF versus Jobber number oh, 7,840. Yeah, Sean Dean literally walked in, got tapped out. Uh, apparently, he's going to join some faction, uh, him and Warlow. But again, this is a good thing as well because they've got a backstory with him and Wardlow. He pays Wardlow and Wardlow's pissed off with him. So that's just a matter of time before Wardlow turns his back on MGF. But again, that's, that's more of a long runner because he's oh, got yeah. something over him. But you can see that's going to it's going to get to a stage probably next double or nothing or even probably midway through next year. That's when that's probably going to end. Um, MJF obviously won. Then you had private party versus Jericho and Hager private party, are a really good tag team. Matt Hardy got injured in the back and got his leg taken out. There was this, there was a bit where Jericho and Hager came out and started laughing at him and then walked away. Private party put up a decent effort. But Jericho hit the Judas effect. One, two, three, Jericho and Hager. One. So they're climbing up the tag team tag team ladder, which is a bit of a strange one, but again, it's adding a lot more attention to the tag team wrestling along with the FTR. So along with the young box, it's actually bubbling again. That's another one that's bubbling away quite nicely because they might come out of left field. And do something that that one don't expect. Yeah. Um. And then the the women's main event was uh, Eva Lee versus Thunder Rosa. Again, Thunder Rosa is a phenomenal athlete. You wouldn't believe she's only been wrestling for five years. She's actually unreal. The the the, the way she carries herself, the way her matches go. So she's been on Dynamite what three weeks now, and every one of them's been an absolute classic. Every match she's had has been really good, and it was a really good showing for Eva Lee as well. But that was for the NWA Championships. That's the first time that that title's been defended on AEW. So obviously, there's going to be that'll be the first, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's other NWA titles start coming, like doing crossovers and wrestlers coming across. Oh yeah, they'll probably get some use out of Nick Aldis, definitely. And then before the main event. Um, I just wanted to add a quick thing as well to that last match. Yeah. It's looked like they're building up with Shida going for the NWA Women's Championship match, so that might be on NAW at the NWA even. Yeah, so that'll be a good match. That'll be a draw because the the match they had for the AEW Women's title between the two was a really good match. It, that's what yeah. women's wrestling's about. It's heavy hitting, and they don't take any prisoners. The pair of them were just they put on a hell of a show, but she'd have met a match in Rosa, and that's the only one I've seen so far that's actually been able to go toe to toe with Sheeta. And obviously, she was never going to drop the title with it being AEW. But I think if yeah. Thunder Rosa drops the NWA Championship, she'd be I would I would put her as the number one contender for the AEW Championship, hundred percent. I know there's the ratings and that, but she'd be able to carry that title, no bother. Yeah. 
I also want to shout out the fact that Ivelisse should be signed by AEW. She is really good. I think the pair of them have been uh, signed, haven't they? I don't think they have. Uh, not, not Ivelisse, anyway. But she was amazing in uh, Lucha Underground, carried that promotion. Right, the pair really of them, good. her and Diamante, they, they, they both came from the same place and they've been traveling, the, well, they've been traveling for years and the they do do a really good show and that's why they won the they won the tag team tournament, the, the female tag team tournament cup. So yeah. they've got that. They're the first ones to win it and I'd be surprised if they don't sign them. Oh, they'll sign oh 100% them. I've got no doubt because then that'll just strengthen their women's division and it's strong. The only one that annoys me slightly is Brandy because I don't class her as a wrestler so to speak because when, when she first brought on the scene she was just a she was just a, an interviewer backstage at, Roy, at WWE, whereas now she's full on, full of herself, and she deserves a good kicking. <coughs> yep. But again, she's playing a character, and she's doing it really oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lance Archer and John Moxley. Right, so Lance Archer came out with Jake. He obviously went into the crowd, picked some poor fella out with a mask on, kicked the shit out of him, threw him out the ring. Jake then called Taz out. Taz came out. Then they've made they're having a six man tag next week. Um, so it's going to be Archer, Cage, Starks, um, and then Moxley came out. Moxley um, was about to talk, and you could see Starks sitting behind him with his mask on, and you just go, "Yep, yeah, he's going to get jumped here," and he got jumped. But then Will Hobbs who I've yeah. been really impressed with. He came out with a steel chair and walloped Cage and Starks and then pushed them away. Uh, Moxley's got Darby Allen involved, so it's going to be Darby Allen, Will Hobbs and John Moxley versus Lance Archer, Cage and Starks at the main event next week. Also, Orange Cassidy's getting a title shot at um, the TNT World Championship. They've also got a, a late addition um, AW on Tuesday night on AW Dynamite. Uh, the main event of that one is um, Mardell versus Sean Spears. And you've also right. got Anna J versus uh, Randy Rhodes on there as well. So that's coming next week. But uh, to, 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 to stay on the whole AW th- the front, right, I was watching After Dark, which is. <clears throat> pretty much like what WWE Heat used to be, where it was just it was it was just like a warm up show before the main event. Um, Penelope Ford came out and she was um, fighting some, fighting one of the, the well, she's technically a jobber because she's lost quite a few matches, so she's come out. But you know what it is, right? The commentators were laughing because of which they kept promoting. Kip Sabian's Twitch. <laughs> it's so funny because they're literally the commentators are doing it. And then at the end, Excalibur goes, Yeah, this is this message has been approved by AEW. It's just a shot after shot after shot. Uh, and also going oh. keeping on Kip. He did a, a segment with Mayro as well, uh, where he's doing the weights in the back. He gets off, he goes, who am I going to go into the ring and annihilate? And he goes, no, no, you've got one thing to do. So obviously they're planning a bachelor party, so they're, they're keeping it hold the best man thing. So oh, it'll yeah. be interesting to see, because it's to beat her for me, that isn't, I don't know how, I don't know how 
or why it works. It just works. Because they bounce off each other really well. Like Rusev can carry himself, well, sorry, Myro can carry himself anyway because he's very charismatic. He's not shy and he's he's an overall performer. Well, so is Kip, but he's not to the size as Miro. So it, it, for me, it is a really good pairing. It works yeah. really well. I'm chuffed a bit. Sure. And just to give Kip Sabian a shout out again, he retweeted me tweet that I did yesterday. Legend that he is. Well, if you watched um, Miron up, up, down, down when he was on there, his personality was just all of this world. He beat Roman Reigns in a FIFA tournament and changed his name to Roman Reigns <laughs> for the rest of the tournament. So that that's, that tells you the style of comedy and the fact that he got he gets on well with Sheamus. And there was that um, TikTok or a Twitter video of Sheamus saying he didn't want to watch Total Divas. Think the exact words. I'm not watching that shite or something like that. <laughs> but you know what the it is. I, that... I love the fact that he's gone on there and he's done it. And you know what it is, right? AW. You know the whole brass thing, the brass ring thing that you mentioned when he first came out. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't his idea. That was Chris Jericho's. So yeah. he sported Chris There's... Jericho beforehand because I was watching um, Busted Radio. Yeah. Um, and he was saying that like, he went backstage and he was speaking to Chris. Obviously, he's met the, how friendly everyone is and how he's getting on well with everyone. And he was saying, Well, what do I go and say? He just says, Go and say what you want. I would probably go there and mention like the, the glass ceiling and the brass ring. And he went out. And to be fair, that was probably one of the best promos he's done in a long time. But at the same time, the week after, his uh, missus gets put through the announce table. This is the thing where WWE they can't be better because one works for one company and one works for the other because otherwise, if that's the case, then what are you going to do with Adam Cole? Because his missus is on AEW. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. You can't do it. It's the whole thing with Peyton Rice as well. What are you going to do to her because her husband's on AEW? You're going to punish her because he's on there? I think it's more because it's a recent thing. Uh, Brett Baker has always been with Adam Cole as far as I know before he signed for the next team. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Rice and Sean Spears they don't really think much of Sean Spears which is why he was released while well, he was given his release but again they dropped the ball when, with him when he was over when they were doing the whole 10 thing he did it twice at the Royal Rumble and everybody was I'm, behind it at this point we're being a dead arse I mean to be <sighs> honest Vince McMahon at this point is a fucking leathery horse <laughs> who deserves to be beaten but I think it was right for Chris Jericho to tell him to go out there and you know, do the brass ring, which I was impressed with, because there is no brass ring. No. It's a, it's a legend, the, it's a myth. The, the, the story that tells you there is no brass ring is the story of Zack Ryder, aka Matt Cardona, when he got himself over, and he ended up getting killed in WWE, his reputation, everything, by going into a, a little work thing with John Cena, Eve Torres, and fucking Kane, which ended with him being pushed off the stage in a wheelchair. Oh, and also when he won the uh, in the Continental title at WrestleMania and then dropped it the next night on Road of the Miss. Fucking stupid. That's WWE for you, though. If you get yourself over and they didn't want you to get yourself over, you're not going over. But that's... Which is why they hated Daniel Bryan for the whole reason. As well, well, for the yes movement. It's... Yeah. The reason why CM Punk was signed last minute. Uh, back in 2011 
because they realised how much money they could make because the fans were into him. But he would have held out and wanted a decent contract and people shit-talking him saying, well, you know, you should have just accepted the terms or whatever. But at the end of the day, he knows his worth. Exactly. He's worth more than what the company's paying him, so why the hell should he go for less? And yeah, he's being an arsehole, but at the end of the day, you get nowhere for being a nice guy, nah. especially with WWE. No, nah, definitely not. And there's too many of them that are too quiet and willing to accept the terms. And whereas now you can look at different companies and go, well, I, I tell you what, I'll go and get um, see who, see what TNA are going to offer me, see what NWA will offer me, and that's a scary thought, especially when you're losing someone like Ricochet. He can go literally anywhere. Well, yeah, because you've got and, you've not just got TNA, you've got you, you've got NWA, you've got Ring of Honor, you've got New Japan. Oh well, yeah, there's. Wrestling promotions that are starting to get off the ground, even one round our way where I live, they've signed a deal with Fight TV. And one of my friends that I used to work with in game many moons ago, he's now wrestling on there. Yeah, and it's a you, you can't Vince McMahon, he, he needs to open his eyes, and then sort of the WWE universe because the, you can't have tunnel vision anymore because these wrestlers they're not just they're not property of the WWE once that contract ends. They're going to perform elsewhere. And if you're a fan of them, follow them because it'll open your eyes. There's more to wrestling than what you you see through WWE. 100%. Oh, yeah, and it gets on my nerves. Have... Sorry. It gets on my nerves when I go onto Twitter and you see people, you know, the bad mouth, they go on. I know they're trying to get bites and they go fishing. But when they go on and they're bad mouthing it and they're going, oh, WWE's this, this, that, the other, Roman Reigns is God, for fuck's sake, are you stupid? I've been watching wrestling since 1989. That shows you my age. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Hulk's The Undertaker debuting. That's how old I am. <laughs> the Hulkster, brother. The Hulkster. What you going to do, brother? But say like I've seen wrestlers come and go and companies come and go. And like I watched ECW and when it was at its prime. I watched WCW on a Saturday morning with Sting when he was the surface thing when he had the colours, not when he came became the serious joker with the black, the white and black paint. But I've seen wrestlers come and go and it's like there's more to WWE because now we've got we've got too much choice because we've got the likes of New Japan that making waves, you've got the likes of Ring of Honor that's making waves, you've got the likes of NWA that's been rebuilt and it's getting to a stage where it's got big names and it carries itself you've oh, yeah. got AEW that's come out and it's it's only into its second year and it, it's making names for itself because it's letting the wrestlers be wrestlers they're not having to be these soap opera characters and they're not just getting forced force fed what they need to be told they're actually they're like doing Things that they're just oh, what's it called? It's a um, they're doing their own promos, the the thinking on the spot, they're just doing it themselves, and that's what makes it entertaining. And then you've got the like the breakaways, you've got talking shop, you've got uh, talk is Jericho, you've got busted up radio, you've got all these other podcasts that uh, the wrestlers go on and the basically just themselves and have fun with, yeah. <clears throat> Whereas Vince doesn't want them to have fun, and that's what sort of kills it and that's why I lost interest up until last year when AEW came out yeah um, well the, the problem with Vince McMahon is and this is what I've noticed and paid attention to is he 
was the guy that got rid of this backstage secrecy so the fans didn't know what happened backstage. Yeah, he's still trying to run the company like the fans don't know what's happening backstage. <laughs> that tells you how out of touch he is. It's like, it's, so, like, it's like hanging up one of the shower curtains, which is clear. You know what I mean? You, it, you're fooling no one. Well, what I was going to say, it's like a magician who showed you how to do the trick, but still expects you to be surprised when they do the trick. Yeah. It's like, I've just seen how you do it. How am I supposed to be surprised by something? I fucking know how you do it. You know what I mean? It's, it's there's no there's no secrecy, there's no surprise because everyone in that office has a big fucking mouth. Well, the last big surprise so, they did was AJ Styles Royal Rumble. That was the last big secret that they managed to keep because no one expected yeah. it. No. And when he came out, the uh, crowd went wild. Yeah, and Vince Brown said, "Oh, it was probably a fluke." It wasn't because a fluke. he doesn't he doesn't know who anyone who isn't in the WWE is. The last person he knew was Mark Merrow, and he wanted him to be a character that belonged to WCW. So that tells you how old touch he is. But this is the thing with you need to know your competition. You need to be going out and watching what the competition's doing. This is the whole point. He's been that he's been that long without competition, really, for, oh, yeah. for, for a couple of decades. And now he's got some serious competition. And it's not just one promotion, because he can't just go out and buy it. No. It's worth too much than he can afford. You've got three or four now that are pulling that are, are chomping yeah. at the bit and one wanting WWE to fail. They are wanting WWE to fail and they are yeah. failing because they're not well, giving the fans what they want. The the issue he has is that it's the cans that own AEW and he's not gonna be able to push them around. Nah. And Vince McMahon is gonna be backed in the corner yet again, like he was against WCW where they're getting beaten. But this time there is gonna be no comeback. Because all the stars, if any, they lose any of their big stars, like Roman Reigns or Chris Jericho really wants them for AEW. And if he manages to persuade some of their key stars to leave, they are fucked. They're going to sink. And they, there's no coming back with WWE. It doesn't matter how many developmental systems they've got around the country and around the world. It'll collapse in on itself. Yeah, because it's just a waste of time because you've got... Even with AEW, Myro has got the option to go and travel to New Japan. And it's the same with Anderson and Gallows. They, they've they got it in their contracts where they can go to New Japan. He, you, this is the thing you want. You want to support you. Yeah. The thing is, NAW, the NWA are supporting AEW. That's because Billy Corgan is doing the same. They work the same way that AEW works, which is they allow the wrestlers to go out and do be wrestlers. Yeah. And that's what Billy Corgan was doing when the Matt Hardy deletion, first deletion happened in TNA. That's what he did. And he wasn't too happy when TNA said that they owned the rights to Broken Matt Hardy and all the rest of them. He's like, well, it's Matt Hardy is the one who is Broken Matt Hardy. Nobody else can be Broken Matt Hardy. There's no point keeping hold of that gimmick. No, because that was the whole point when, uh, going back to when Vince tried the fake Diesel and... What was the other one that he brought the fake? Um... It was Kane pretending to be yeah. fake Kevin Nash. Yeah, Kane to be the the fake. I remember Kevin it because Nash. it was it was Jim Cornette who had to teach Glenn Jacobs how to be Kevin Nash, <laughs> and he was like, "There's like six moves that he does, so you have to just do these six moves that Kevin Nash does." It's, it, the thing is, Kane has been loads of different characters, and he then he's been. 
the Undertaker's brother, which he's well known for, but he's versatile, really good. Yeah. He's also apparently really funny, which is why it worked with him and Daniel Bryan when it shouldn't have. But yeah. That, that, that shows you the, the sort of characters that they have over there, but they don't use. Team Hell No. Yeah. <laughs> but how in the fuck did he think that was ever going to work? How are you going to replace someone like Scott Hall and Kevin Nash? Well, you replace Kevin Nash, he wasn't that popular anyway. Scott Hall was charismatic and he was Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon. Uh, you're not going <laughs> to find another random six foot five Latino guy, get him to portray fucking Razor Ramon and coming out speaking heavy Spanish. Come out with his cocktail stick in his mouth. Hey, yo. Hey, <laughs> and then have the announcer go, this is Razor Ramon, and people look shifty eye looking going, that isn't fucking Scott all. That's just as bad as trying to bring Chad Gable back and call him the one, two, three kid. You know what I mean? It's just not going to work. <laughs> the, the issue they have with the whole, like, we own the name is that person can only play that character if unless it's a mass character like Sin Cara was. Fortunately for them they had a better guy. I think it was um what's the fucking Camacho it was Hunico. Yeah. Luckily he can actually wrestle, unlike the real Singara, who oh, fucking hell. He just Is that what the I one don't that know, failed his entrance? He I don't he know if he just rub, rubbed butter all over his hands and his feet before he went out. <laughs> fucking hell, I've never never seen a wrestler flop around in the ring so fucking Oh, hell. that was it as well, BTE. Um, you know when Matt Sardell made his um, AEW debut? Yeah. And he fell off the turnbuckle? Yeah. They've spun it around and said, uh, Michael Nakazawa put baby oil on the top ropes. Because <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't in the match, so he's gone out and he's put baby oil on it. So when he's gone out, he's That's... slipped off. That's how you spin it, you see. That is fantastic. That, that, that that's, that's using your head. That's a super heel move. I knew that my side always coming out and he, he just went out there and lathered up the ropes. Yeah, lathered it up at the turbuckle with baby oil. So when he went to do his shooting stars press, he just fell flat on his arse. That's, that's how you do it. That's how you get out of it. You don't just go, well, that happened. And then Michael Cole goes, let's go to a different cut somewhere else. But the very Michael Cole as well, he's actually generally a really good announcer. It's just hey, yes, he man. was good back in the day, but again, they've got no one else, and like they've put Samoa Joe on the, the whole announce table, and he's a, he shouldn't be. He's he's just a, he could kill half the people that's on the bloody roster. You know, what I mean, he'd probably turn Roman Reigns into a pretzel. That's how big, <laughs> that's how strong he is. The problem is he keeps getting concussed, which goes into another question, which is. Well, how come you're not training your other wrestlers properly if Samoa Joe, a guy who's uh, been going for many years, is getting concussed by people in your company, which says everything you need to know about WWE, which is they'll hire anyone who can fucking breathe. This is a guy that was believably being able to beat Brock Lesnar, but yet wasn't given the opportunity. Now he's been wasting away on a commentary, but they they did the exact same thing that Taz. Yeah. Well, Taz was... Unfortunately, he was injured. He was done for. Yeah. His was an injury. Samoa Joe's just multiple concussions. But as Daniel Bryan's proved, that doesn't really stop you from doing it. It's just... Nah, it it's not like Samoa Joe's really athletically. He's doing 450 splashes and dives out of the ring. And all the rest of it. <laughs> he dives out the ring. He doesn't do... Fucking, can you imagine him doing a 450 splash? Jesus Christ, that hit me the bloke that's on the bottom of that. Look at him. see fucking oh, Keith Lee doing a 450. Oh, fuck that. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it, getting back to my point with it, Mike. It's just it. It seems to me like he hasn't realized that the world's moved on and they're not into this stupid, like, oh, let's get dumpster whatever his fucking name, Drozzy, out. The guy who's a fucking wrestler and a part-time bin man. It, he's still stuck on that. He still thinks that everyone's into gimmicks. No, unfortunately, not, not. unfortunately, there's a poster like on Facebook, which is hilarious, which I fucking love. It's um, about a promotion over at America. Just, which is just a promotion full of Doink, the clown ripoff. Oh, God. It's just like literally Doink versus Doink and Doink Battle Royale and all the rest of it. It's funny as hell. <laughs> See, that, that's the sort of wrestling I like. It's just obscene, obscenely fucking funny where it's just one gimmick and it's, you know, that is pretty clever. It's funny. You can only do it once because I'm Vince will probably sue you, but. Yeah, probably. That, but that would be more entertaining than fucking three hours of Raw. Really I'd good. rather actually watch three hours of Dunk the Fucking Clown taking on Dunk the Clown than an Iron Man match. Oh, I um, I forgot to mention the AEW main event, the Best Friends versus Santana and Ortiz. Oh, proud and pro- proud and powerful. Yeah, that was that was awesome. That is probably one of the. Obviously, we've seen it before on WWE, but this is the the first time it's been on AEW, and it was really well done. Uh, it's best done with. Um... Is it uh, Trent? Is it Trent's mum and her car? Yeah, the ends were her sticking her finger up. <laughs> Give them the one finger salute. It was funny though because uh, Orange Cassidy was hiding in a boot. <laughs> he was hiding in the boot of a car. Came up, fucking Superman punched um, Santana. Santana with uh, with the 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 chain on his hand, and then they both get uh, well pile driveled through wood and a bonnet of a car. Sick. See if that's how you do much. Yeah. But uh yeah, that AEW definitely killing it. You look at the ratings, they're almost catching up with Raw. That's yeah. how good they're doing. And it's and a lot of... spike last week, I think it was for for the fact of uh, Miro being on there, but still, if they get into Miro and you get the fan base back again, especially the WCW fan base. Which are into real wrestling, not fucking WWE wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Then you'll find that they'll end up being him and they'll end up getting two point five million or whatever. So it's it's getting there. And I reckon in the next couple of years it will. Oh, hundred percent. It's just it's, it's still fairly new. The, everyone's still finding their feet. Oh yeah. It's, it's still new, but it's doing a lot better than they thought thought of. And that's it's good because WWE needs its ass kicking. It's on the other side for them as well as they're not force feeding it. They're not trying to force it. Everything, everything that's getting built is being organic, organically built. It's not, you're not getting force fed. Whereas they, WWE, you're still getting force fed Roman Reigns. You're still getting force fed the whole Seth Rollins and Dominic Mysterio versions. And it's so you need to change. You need to you need to revert back to the ways we're doing it because that worked. This. You've you've lost the plot since Cena left. You you never had you never planned for when Cena was going to leave. That's your downfall. Cena's carried the company that long. You haven't actually planned for when he was going to leave. Well, they were planning to replace him with Roman Reigns, but they killed him. Yeah, 
It's fucking stupid. But again, Roman Reigns isn't John Cena. <laughs> and Roman Reigns isn't The Rock. No. Roman Reigns isn't Triple H. He isn't Shawn Michaels. He isn't... I think I think especially for me and you is we got spoiled because we got brought up with the Attitude Era, which sort of cemented wrestling in our world. And it's sort of that that's what wrestling was, whether they were doing like DX came out, they were pulling stunts on Sergeant Slaughter, making fun of him, um, wearing silly masks with the wipers on the front when he was spitting at them. <laughs> Just like stuff like that and the stuff that they got away with back then. But now with the whole PG era, it just sort of it's watered it down too much for me. It's not. I think the the emphasis by the fans on the, the attitude era is a bit much. It's ring and backstage, but the rest of the ring can only do what they're told in the ring by the people backstage. Yeah, true. And it's too much that Vince McMahon is actively known to be wanting to sell WWE to Disney. Which would kill the company. Nobody would want to, want to watch it if it goes to Disney. I wouldn't want to watch it. I'm sorry. I don't want WWE to go to Disney. It's not child friendly. It's fucking wrestling. <laughs> and he see, he seems to forget that. That Disney will probably not buy it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the ring at this time, Darth Vader. What the fuck? Yeah, that definitely killer. The same way Robocop killed WCW. <gasps> Uh, what was his? No, hang on. The one that came through the wall and fell flat on his face. Shockmaster. Shockmaster. <laughs> he was actually like, um, I think it was part of the natural disasters. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? No, not <laughs> over, just as, I'm getting pissed off. <laughs> I, I think it was. Um, he was one of the one of the uh, national uh, natural disasters, like earthquake and earthquake, earthquake and typhoon. Yeah, I think it was earthquake. <laughs> the two, bo- the two behemoths. That was that was a hell of a tag team back in the day, along with the bushwhackers and the headbangers. He fell from grace because he ended up being um, that guy that was in the uh, fucking what they called. <sighs> it's that there was um, Kurrigan and all the rest of them that were in that. Group. Oh, it was the Crazy Gang or something like that. Not Crazy Gang, but their, their theme was done by ICB. Oh, the Insane... Um, it was done by the Insane Clown Posse, wasn't it? Yeah, the the guy... It basically, was, he was in a mask and he carried a, an Eric Carmen doll out with him. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I can't, for the life of me, remember who it was, what they were called. I can't remember the... Was it the Oddities or something like that? Yes, it was the Oddities, that's all. Yeah, because um, he went there, then he ended up, after doing the um, Shockmaster thing, just uh, Robert Malay. That's Kurgan's real name. Yeah, um, he was a member of the Truth Commission and the Oddities. The Oddities, yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, he was seven foot tall. He was in there with... Um, Uh, Luna Vachan and all the rest of them. It's unreal. But um, he's recently in Sherlock Holmes. Just a bit of trivia there. For you. <laughs> Which is weird. And he's also going to be in Deadpool. Well, he was in Deadpool 2 as well, apparently. I didn't know. I'll have to keep my eye out for that. Like. 
Um, but yeah, so he did a lot of stuff, bless him, but he was never really over after the natural, the, uh, natural um, disasters split up. No, no, no. That, that, that was, well, I would say it was another tag team ruined by the WWE, but it probably was, but at the same time as they had, they go on, but they, at the same time, around that time, they had the, the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, Bushwhackers, Headbangers, I was just looking at there, they were voted the worst tag team. Uh, Golger and Kurrigan out of the oddities. <laughs> Wait, how are Yeah, it's, it's Earthquake. I've just double-checked it. It's John Tenter. Yeah. He was, I'm sure he was the Shockmaster of that one. <laughs> oh, wow. But he was the Shark, the Gargoyle, Earthquake Evans, the Canadian Earthquake. I'm sure he was uh, Shockmaster of so somebody else. The Shockmaster. And that was when Davy Boy Smith actually said he fell on his ass. <laughs> I think it's enhanced, but you can actually hear him say it. And uh, <laughs> Sid, Vicious, Sid Vicious is just trying for people to not notice the, for the fact he's fallen flat on his face. Sid Vicious. Psycho Sid. Well, he was another one who was just as good as... Uh, Steiner for talking on the mic, stumbling and mixing his words up. When one and one makes three, I'm going to kick your ass, Scott. What? It makes two, pal. It doesn't make three. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give you 25%, 50%. You got half the brain that I do. That was one of his his promos. Um, Cycle said he's like, you may have. You may have a big brain, but I have half the brain that you do. You're like, yeah, you certainly do, Sid. You certainly do. You certainly do. <laughs> you know what it is, right? I'm going to make it for, for... We're going to do a thing for next week, right? We're going to go back and see how many interviews we can reel off. We'll go through YouTube, find how many... It, it's ridiculous ah. interviews. just want to... Follow up. It is actually the other half of the natural disasters that was Shockmaster. It was um, Typhoon. Typhoon. Yeah, he was Shockmaster. Yeah. Oh, there we are. He's got other names Tugboat, US Steel. Oh, Tugboat. I remember Tugboat. Siegfried the Giant, Sugar Daddy, Big Steel Man, Bubba the Belt Collector. <laughs> so, <what laughs> fucking name's that? <laughs> No, right, so next week when challenge it, you've got to go through and you've got to find the most ridiculous promo a wrestler has cut. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll be doing it as well. I'm going to go back and we're on YouTube. We're going to find, see if I can find it. And then we're going to try and quote each other's. We're going to try and quote it. And... I'll quote the ones that we find. Yeah. All right, okay, that should be easy enough. You can't just keep. You just can't just use all of Scott Steiner's. You've got to actually work for it. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was actually just going to use Psycho Sids, where he's like, "Oh, you've got half the brain. I've got half the brain that you do." I'm, I'm just going to use the other warrior then. <laughs> oh, half of his stuff is like on ecstasy or something. Fucking <laughs> off his face. God damn. There's got to be one of Hulk Hogan doing a shit promo somewhere. Has to be. Uh, yeah. There's, he was all over Botchmania. 
the fact that his tattoo looks more like jam that jam than I am that I am. <laughs> Fucking hell. So we're calling it a day. Yeah, yeah, we'll call it a day. But like next week, we'll go through the ins and the ups and downs from each show, from uh, WWE to AEW to New Japan, NWA, and all that. We'll be a bit more prepared this week. Watch, <laughs> next week. Expect me to watch more of this shit. Well, and not only that, but I have to watch New Japan as yes. well. <laughs> I am not sitting through three hours of Raw. You don't have to I, do I what I do. Just watch. The, just wait for the highlights to go on YouTube. It's better because the three minute not clips. So m- <laughs> I'm not so much bothered about SmackDown because I don't mind. It's only two hours. Yeah. But three hours and it's just uh, it's just a waste of time, isn't it? Yeah, it's the same shit. And then it's like re rehashed highlights, which I don't like. Which is oh, by the way, this happened. I remember at the beginning of the show, it's like, yeah, I was there. I watched it. You don't need to. You don't need to tell me what I've seen. That would be like somebody popping up halfway through a movie, going, "You remember this plot at the beginning? Well, we're about to finish it now." Do you remember this guy from the beginning scene? You're about to find out what happens. It's like, fuck off. Just let me enjoy it. God, <laughs> I've got enough of you, Michael Cole. Oh my God, we're going to give. Hang on, two seconds. I'm just getting my encyclopedia of history out. Oh, did you know that he once did this? <laughs> Did you know that you used to go by the name of Bubba the Belt Collector? <laughs> no, Michael Cole, I didn't know you went by that name. <laughs> I don't, why would that be a name that you would want collector. to be called? <laughs> Fucking hell. Alright, okay, so I'll try and find the stupid. Um, also, a stupid name wrestler as well. Yeah, Why I'll not? do that as well. I'll have a look and see if I can find one. You've got to try and play. So we've set the bar at Bubba, the belt collector. He's the, he's number one at the minute. We're going to try and beat it. <laughs> he's collecting them belts as well. <laughs> he's going on a belt tour. <laughs> Vacant. Uh, right, yeah. Right, so next week, uh, same time probably. Yeah. Let's get cracking. Well, thank you again for joining me on the... On the Spainster 24 Wrestling Podcast. Always a pleasure, my friend. Um, and I will yeah. catch you on the next time. Yeah, you will. Right, catch you in a bit, Paul. See you later. Bye bye.